what lies in store for you. There's so many things to see and do. Summer, winter, spring, or fall. Your home in the Rockies has it all. So get up, get ready to start your day. The coffee's brewing, you're on your way. The fun is waiting outside your door. Good morning, Vale. Good morning, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to TV8's Good Morning Vale for this Monday, February 20th edition. This is a live shot of that I-70 corridor. First thing this morning, we are going to see that corridor get nice and covered in snow in the next couple of days, so make sure that you stay tuned for the weather forecast that we have coming up. I'm one of your in-studio hosts today, Maddie Evans, and we've got the wonderful Liz Farron standing by to give us a look at that weather forecast here in just a moment, and then, of course, we'll take a look at that resort report. We've got a great show in store for you. Not only are we going to tell you what's taking place outside and on the mountain, but we're going to introduce you to a great company called Suits and Skirts, or a great author who wrote the book Suits and Skirts, excuse me, and she did such a fantastic job, and this book is really written towards men, which makes it very intriguing, so make sure that you stay tuned for that interview. Then, of course, we're going to be bringing you a look at that Lens of the Day report to help you be able to see so you can ski out there, and then we've got Fancy Pansy, a women-owned business here in our valley, coming in to chat with us about how they came to fruition and what exactly they do here in our community. We've got some great national holidays to celebrate today, the first one being clean out your bookcase. So if you have a bookcase that's full of books that you read a long time ago, you know you're not going to reread and you've already given them to all of your friends and they've cycled back to you, well then it's really important that you uh, maybe pass those along. You can go drop them off at one of those cute little bookcases that we have. There's one in Minter and there's one here in Avon. So make sure that you check those out. It's also National Family Day and National Comfy Day. So maybe you get comfy with your family and watch a good movie later or something, especially as we're going to see the storm roll in. Now, if you're looking for some great activities to do in and around our community, well, you can start your morning off with some great yoga over at the Colorado Snow Sports Museum and Hall of Fame. And that way, you can just get your stretch on every Monday morning starting at 9.30. You can call them for more information and to reserve your spot there because this is a great way to just get out and stretch. Now, if you love the new sport of pickleball, well, then you can go to the open court today at 6 p.m. where you can enjoy some drop-in pickleball Ball, maybe play against some other great people here in our community, but you can go to the town of Avon's website for more information on that. Now, if you're looking for something to do, maybe under the stars tonight, well, then there's a lunar snowshoe presented by Walking Mountain Science Center, so you can go to their website, get more information. This one does cost some money, so you have to go online to register, but this is a great way to just get out there, meet new people, and get to explore the mountains with some experts in the space. So we always highly recommend doing any of the wonderful activities that Walking Mountain Science Center brings to fruition. Now, if you love to know what's taking place with the weather, well, then you can make your way over to Cripple Creek Backcountry because they are doing an Avon mapping and weather event tonight. So not only are they going to talk snow conditions and kind of snowpack, but they're also going to be talking storm tracking, which is really important because we've got a really big storm moving in, a winter storm watch that's going to kick off tomorrow, and then it's going to remain until Wednesday. So we'll give you some more information on that in just a minute. Now, if you like basketball, you can check out the Vail Rec Center for the open gym 
That's taking place tonight. Now this is for 18 and older. Now if you are a kid who plays a lot of basketball between the ages of 17 and 18, or 16 and 17, excuse me, then you can just have your parents sign a permission slip and then you can be there for all the entertainment. Now the final thing that you can do tonight if you want to get out there and enjoy is you can make your way over to the Shakedown Bar because they've got a great live music set up there for you to just go enjoy, maybe dance a little bit. Sean Eccles Acoustics is playing tonight, so you can go to their website for more information or you can just go enjoy the bar. It's the doors open at 9 p.m. The show starts at 10 p.m. So if you love live music, this is a great way to get out and enjoy a little bit of Vail nightlife. Now, coming up later in the show, we've got a great giveaway. So speaking of nightlife, speaking of great live music, Dogs in a Pile is coming to town February 25th. So you just stay watching the show and you could have a chance to win this shirt with this lovely hat right here. And all you have to do is call in when we tell you to later in the show and you'll win two tickets to the show as well. So make sure that you stay tuned for the next hour of Good Morning Vale. But we're going to take it over to Liz right now, who's going to give us a look at that local weather forecast. Liz? Thank you so much, Maddie. It's always lovely spending Monday mornings with you. We have a winter weather advisory coming starting tomorrow. Lots of snow in store for us today by 8 a.m., 29 degrees. 35 degrees for your high. We have a 40% chance of precipitation with mostly cloudy skies today. Winds west at 10 to 20 miles per hour. The full day, we will have full snow by Noon, 31 degrees. By 4 p.m., 33 degrees with cloudy skies. 8 p.m., 31 degrees with cloudy skies. Taking a look right now over in Denver, a little bit of snow over there, 10% chance of same at 59 degrees. 40% chance of snow in Vail with 35 degrees. And in Eagle, 20% chance of snow, 39 degrees and 36 degrees in Avon, and 30% chance of precipitation. Your overnight low tonight is 22 degrees. We'll have a 20% chance of snow while we sleep. Party cloudy skies. And sunset today is at 5.48 p.m. Let's take a look at the full week tomorrow. On Tuesday, 40% chance of snow in the afternoon, 39 degrees for your high and 25 degrees for your low. 80% by Wednesday. It's going to be a snowy week, everybody. 37 for your high and only 8 degrees for your low overnight. Thursday, 40% chance of snow. 24 degrees for your high and 13 degrees for your low. And then by the time we get to Friday to kick off the weekend, more snow at 40% chance of same. 30 degrees for your high and 15 degrees for your low in Friday and then Saturday mostly. Cloudy skies, 34 degrees for your high and 17 degrees for your low. Let's look at our weather and now we're going to see what's going on with the snow report. This resort report is brought to you by Sun and Ski Sports, your new mountain sports headquarters. Well, if you love fresh powder, then the next few days are going to be the time to get up there and explore the mountains, whether you want to go to Vail or Beaver Creek. Right now, as we take a look at Beaver Creek, no new snowfall in the last 24 to 48 hours, with a season total of 228 inches with a 60-inch base depth. Now, if you are getting out there to ski or ride up on Beaver Creek Mountain, you can start your day at 8.30 a.m., and you can ride all day until 4 p.m. Now, as we take a look to see what terrain is open, 25 lifts are open, 163 trails are open, are open at 98% of terrain is open up on Beaver Creek Mountain. I made my way out there on Saturday. It was so beautiful with those bluebird skies, but now with all that new snow that we have coming our way, it's going to be amazing to get out and enjoy either mountain. Now, as we take a look at Vail, no new snow in the last 24 to 48 hours, bringing that season total to 247 inches with a 70 inch base depth. Now, as you make your way over to Vail to ski or ride, you can start your morning at 8.30 a.m. You can do so until 3.30 p.m. As 
we take a look to see what terrain is open up on Vail Mountain, 33 lifts are open, 275 trails are open, and 100% of the terrain is open for you to get out there. Now, all seven legendary back bowls are open, and with all that new snow, you're going to want to get out there and enjoy everything that they have to offer. We want to thank Sun & Ski Sports for bringing you this resort report first thing this morning. If you maybe need to get your skis tuned, waxed, or anything, they're a great place, and they're located right here in the heart of Avon. We're going to take a short break and when we come back we've got more good morning Vale. Good morning Vale. Are you looking for a great book to read and have you been struggling maybe in your career choice? Well, then there is one out there on the market called Suits and Skirts Game on the Battle of Corporate Power and we've got the author joining me first thing this morning, Teresa Freeburn. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, it's so good to be here. Thank you, Madeline. I really love everything about your book. Unfortunately, I did not have time to go through every single chapter, but I did skim each chapter, especially because there are such good names in there, like the one that's like, stop, you're stepping on my skirt. And so <laughs> let's talk about what inspired you to write this book. Oh, absolutely. And I guess the other part, too, is it's not just about the book, but it's about who I directed it to. So you know, I've directed the book specifically to men. And I think that the, the whole reason that came out is because no one else seems to have done it, okay, for starters. But, you know, I don't think it's any um, secret here. Women have been seeking power for decades, but to no avail. And, and my thesis is that men are actually the ones holding and keeping women back from attaining powerful C-suite and board positions. And the bottom line is what's really important here because it's to the detriment of the corporate bottom line. And, of course, the reasons vary, but... Um, the results don't. I think you just have to do the math. And women are still very highly underrepresented in leadership roles. And in the book, I'm strictly, I'm actually speaking directly to the men that are blocking women's corporate advancement. So it's kind of this no-hold-bards discussion. And it will no doubt ruffle some feathers out there. And you wrote this book, I would imagine, from some of your personal experience and what you had been through in the corporate world. Yes, I did. Um, I have worked for decades in the financial services industry, which is a pretty male-dominated industry to start with. So, yes, I, I bring all of those learnings over the many decades and um, try and get them into some concise matter here. And I, I guess what fuels me on this, too, is, you know, I keep hearing you, you read the newspaper clippings and they talk about, you know, all the progress that women have made in senior management and advancement and leadership. But I guess at the end of the day, if you call an increase in the Fortune 500 of 40 female CEOs over the course of 50 years a success, then I think we all need to question those math skills. You know, one female CEO in 1972 and now 44 in 2022, 50 years, I don't think that's an improvement. And I, I think it's ridiculous and it's pathetic and it's, it's shameful. So, you know, I think what happens, we sort of get complacent. When we hear the news, we, we hear about all the progress. We isolate one woman that got a promotion and we talk about that. But at the end of the day, I don't know, I feel that a goal like 50-50 would be a good way to, to set out a goal. And if you think of the population and the education that women now have and the, the history and experience that they have, it, it's like it's time for them to take their rightful place here. And I think the world will be very different if that if that can happen. 
I love this so much. I'm one of six children and I have four brothers. And so even in my small household, I feel like it's a fight for power just amongst those little things. And so to take that to an industry much larger, let's take it to the big, huge corporate world. Women do have to fight harder. And you know, this is something I've recently noticed. I feel like the strategy that is used is they pit women against each other. Oh yeah, it's always easy to do that, right? It's like women are the blame for the reason why we can't be um, advanced corporately. You know, I, I think it's it's about, there's some sabotaging going on out there, I believe, and that, you know, corporations, which are primarily led by men, they seem to be a bit oblivious to it. You know, they're indifferent, um, or worse, they're overtly obstructive to matters relating to the event, advancement of women. So if you really think about it though, the major roadblock is men's lack of advocacy for women. And there's all sorts of reasons for that. But I think that there's still some pretty old fashioned views out there. I think there's a lot of um, leaders that still consider that sort of that old, you know, work family narrative to be a big problem still. You know, here's the reality. Women can have children and still be great at our jobs. OK, I know it's a shocker, but, um, you know, all these questions about maternity leave and, you know, the motherhood penalty is it is real. And these things are huge roadblocks for women to get ahead. And then, of course, you start talking about things like, what about the networks? We always say, oh, well, women, you know, get involved with your ne networks. That's going to really help advance you in leadership. Here's the problem. Women's networks aren't working. Men's networks work really well. Because guess who they've got in those networks? All the men that are in those very powerful positions. We don't have as many in the women's networks. And I guarantee you, no man wants to join a women's network because there's no power there. Why would they? Where, where's the advancement going to come from? So... Uh-oh. I think we have maybe lost a little bit of connection and I feel like all of these points that you are making are so fantastic and this book is just so inspiring not only for women to read it but for men to read it. So let's go back to where we just left off with you talking about these groups and these networking groups. Yes, um, my view there is that women's networks just aren't working. Um, men's networks work really well. Um, and that's because there's a lot of powerful people in the men's network. So if you think about it, would you think a man would want to join a woman's network? Not a chance. There's no one there that they're going to gain more power from, learn from, you know, follow the footsteps of. That just doesn't work that way. So we're at a disadvantage right there. And the boys clubs are pretty entrenched in corporations today. You know, um, just the idea that, um, you know, men don't think anything of, you know, going for a drink after work. What are women doing? We're rushing home to our families to get dinner on and get kids looked after and homework done and baths done. Oh no, I think that we've lost your connection again, but all of this information is so powerful and these are pieces and tidbits that people can get from your book so people can have this understanding. I feel like it's so powerful when women write books, sharing their experience, that way people can live through their eyes a little bit. And so this is a way for everyone to live through your eyes about what you'd went through in corporate America. Thank you, yes, it is. And I, I hope that, um, folks get the same sort of takeaway that I did. And that is, is to imagine a world um, and what it would look like if women held a proportionate share of leadership roles, that is in the C-suite and at the board table. Think of what those agendas and those discussions and strategies and results will be. So that's what I leave your viewers with.
Well, I have another question for you. As you were writing the book, what steps did you learn along the way? Because obviously there's a lot that went into this book, a lot of personal experience, but you want more than just that. So what other resources did you use as you were writing the book? Well, I did some primary research as well. I went out and did some online research um, with about 260 participants because I thought I want to have something to ground the book, make sure that it's not just Teresa's opinions here. Um, and it, it, it was great because it really did sort of ground my thinking and my, um, my thesis here. So that was very helpful. But of course, I have so many stories. And if, as, as I start to talk to um, people in powerful positions and they start to tell me their stories, again, it just validates where I was coming from to start with. I think this is something we just don't talk about too much or not enough as to the reasons why women are sitting at that very stagnated level. To say that 25% of board positions are now filled by women, why? Why isn't it 50? Like, I mean, I, I'm shocked by that. But to hear all of the reasons why, like, well, thank you, Teresa. You, you know, you're, you'd make a really good board member. However, we just don't have any openings at this time. Well, then make the damn openings. You know, that's kind of how I feel. So I think that the more I talk to people out there, the more I want to go and buy, you know, sort of write that next book because there's so much more to say. So there's a lot to say and there's a lot to learn from your books. Now, as it's going out into the world and people can get their hands on it, how do you think this could change experiences for women across the country? Well, that's it's a good question you're asking because although I wrote it for, for men, that's really who it's directed at. I've talked to some of my uh, mentees. I have a few women that are um, that like to chat with me on a regular basis, which is fantastic. I love doing that. And they just said, no, Teresa, it's, it's great that you've written it to direct at men, but as a young woman, I needed a playbook and I just got one. And I think that that's just a very telling um, situation because I think that they honestly don't know about, you know, what they should say when they're in positions that I've described in the book and how to react and but, sort of how to keep their cool, but yet get their point across. So, yeah, I think that was just a really great observation. I think it's so powerful what you're doing only because you are becoming an activist for women all over and it whether it's at that C-suite and board level or whether it's at a lower position, like I was telling you, I worked in that marketing firm for a little while and it was hard work. I was fighting tooth and nail to constantly have my ideas be heard, but if the same idea was proposed by someone else, then it was immediately like, that was a great idea. And I was like, this makes no sense to me. Like I said that a week yeah. ago with a full page exactly. deck too. <laughs> and, and it's funny because I've had that exact same experience I've, I've talked about in the book and it, not once, not twice, several times where I had such a great idea. And then I realized, why is this now such a great idea? It wasn't an idea like a week ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, but now it is. So, and it was because a man in a more senior position in a, in a leadership role actually made the position known to everyone and everyone, oh, that's a great idea, but they weren't listening to me. So I feel sometimes that I'm a, I'm a little, and this has gone back for decades, that I'm kind of invisible, even though you're sitting at an executive table, that your view just isn't as respected and considered as much as other men in the room. So it's real. The struggle is real. It's so real. Now, if people would like to read your book, obviously it's directed towards men, but I do think it's a great playbook for women to get their hands on and maybe just give them those little tidbits of advice on how to talk to someone, how to stand up for themselves, learning from your experiences and all of the other research you've done. Where can they buy your book? 
Right now it's available on Amazon, so please go ahead and, and, and order that. Um, just look it up under Suits and Skirts, Game On, Freeborn, and you will get that. It's on pre-order until next week and it gets released, so it'll be in your hands very shortly. It's also available on other booksellers like Barnes & Noble as well, so help yourself and it's in Kindle, softcover and hardcover. Teresa, thank you so much for giving us all this great information. Thank you for being the voice that women everywhere in corporate America need. We all really appreciate you. Thank you so much, Madeline. It's been my pleasure to chat with you. We'll talk soon. Make sure that you go online. You pre-order her book while you can. If not, then wait until it's released, but get your hands on it just because it's a great guide and really a great lesson for everyone to learn. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we've got more of the show. Welcome to your TV8 Weather Center. Let's take a look at your Monday. It's President's Day, everybody. So we're going to have a nice snowy afternoon for all of the fun that we're going to have. And welcome to everybody who here is in the valley. By 8 a.m., 29 degrees, 35 degrees for your high and 40% chance of snow showers, everybody. Mostly cloudy skies and winds will be west at 10 to 20 miles per hour. Taking a look at the full day, 31 degrees by noon with snow everywhere. By 4 p.m., cloudy skies, 33 degrees by 8 p.m., more clouds in the sky and 31 degrees. Let's take a look right now at the I-70 corridor. Over in Denver, we have a 10% chance of snow, 59 degrees. In Vail, 40% chance of precipitation with 35 degrees. 20% chance of snow in Eagle, 39 degrees. And 36 degrees in Avon with 30% chance of snow. Your overnight low tonight is 22 degrees and it'll be 20% chance of snow overnight. Partly cloudy skies. Sunset tonight at 5.48 p.m. Winds west at 15 to 20 miles per hour. Taking a look at the full week tomorrow as we start a winter winter, a winter wonderland advisory. That's what I was trying to say. 40% chance of snow, 39 degrees for your high in the afternoon, 25 degrees for your low. By Wednesday, 80% chance of snow showers, 37 degrees for your high, only eight degrees for your low in the overnight, 40% chance on Thursday of snow showers, 24 for your high and 13 degrees for your low. Heading on over to Friday, 40% chance of snow to kick off your weekend. 30, 30 degrees for your high and 15 degrees for your low. And then when we get to Saturday, partly cloudy skies, 34 degrees for your high and only 14 degrees for your low. Thanks to Sun and Ski for this wonderful weather report you can get on over there. They're located here in Avon. You can get your gear, you can get your clothing and accessories and all your fun stuff for your winter needs and all year round. Now we're gonna go take a look at your eyepieces veil report with Maddie and it is your lens report of the day, right here on TV8. Lens of the day is brought to you by eyepieces of veil and goggle bar, serving the Vail Valley for over 30 years. Thank you so much, Liz, for that wonderful weather report. As we're getting out there today to ski or ride, it is really important that you have the correct goggle lens. That way you can see so you can ski or ride on this President's Day. Now, I've got the Smith 4D Mag S in front of me right now. The reason I chose this goggle is it's a little bit smaller of a fit, so it is a little bit more women-specific, or if you have a smaller face, then this will fit perfectly for your face. Now, you can see I have no lens in the goggle right now. As I'm deciding between the two lenses for 
enjoy today. I am going to pick this lighter lens, which is going to allow more light to come into the goggle, making it easier for you to see as, as that cloud coverage kind of rolls in throughout the course of today. So all I did was get that goggle lens close, make sure it snapped in, and then these nice little levers are going to hold that lens in place so it does not move throughout the course of your day. Now this is a quick easy change lens system, so if you are someone who has sensitive eyes, maybe as we see a break in those clouds you want to change your goggle lens, that way you don't get those harsh UV rays. You can always carry this goggle lens in its case and then that way you can just put it on when you are getting out there and you can do it quickly on the chairlift and make it nice and convenient for you. Now, it is important that you can see out there and especially because we have so many wonderful people visiting and enjoying our town this holiday weekend. This is a great goggle because of this bird's eye view right here. It's going to increase your depth of field by about 25%, giving you more bird's eye peripheral vision out there, just making it easier for you to ski see and ski everywhere you go. We want to thank Eyepieces for bringing you this wonderful Lens of the Day report this morning. If you need any optical needs, services, anything like that, they've got you covered at any one of their six convenient locations throughout our wonderful community. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back from the break, we've got more of the show, so stay tuned. We are standing outside of the Vail Nordic Center right now, which is a great place to come and explore if you have not already been here. And we're standing with one of their fabulous team members. We've got Trey Johnson. Thank you so much for taking the time to meet with me. Yeah, thank you, Maddie. Thanks for coming out and uh, being here today. So. I'm so excited because this is a sport that I've never fully gotten into. And I just learned that there's a difference between classic skating and track skating, yeah, right? Classic skiing and skate skiing, yes. See? Yeah, she's on it. So classic skiing is uh, the original. So it was originally used um, in the early Nordic times to get from one point, from point A to point B. Um, and, and now we use it for exercise, which is pretty cool. So classic skiing uh, is a lot simpler for the beginner to um, to learn and participate in. Um, the more advanced skier is generally going to be a, lean more towards skate skiing. Um, classic skiing looks more like running, skate skiing looks more like speed skating. So it's kind of, you know, a, a very beginning difference between the two. There's a lot more than that too. So. Right, and as you're getting into it and you're learning, yeah. then you get to learn about all of the great gear, all of the great techniques that go into it. So let's talk a little bit yeah. about the gear that you have in your hands right sure. now. No problem. So I have a pair of skate skis. Um, in my hand. So you're going to look at it. Um, it has actually what's called camber to it. So it's going to have like a U shape. And what happens is when it's on the ground, it actually flexes into the snow. So then that's going to be how you gain um, force to move yourself forward. A classic ski looks a little bit different. It's actually going to be a lot um, softer and a lot longer, but it's going to have what's called a skin in the middle of the ski, and that's going to provide traction for the participant to keep moving forward. So again, just two very different sports within the same umbrella, per se. Which is so incredible, and not only do you guys offer, of course, the fabulous skiing here, but you've got trails for snowshoeing and fat biking, so let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, totally. So there's um, basically three trails that are trail series that go through our entire property. There's skate skiing and classic trails, which make up a majority of it. Um, they have groomed terrain in the middle, which are groomed daily, um, typically starting about 7 a.m., um, and they have groomed in the middle, classic track on both sides, and then we have our fat biking and our uh, skate, or our I'm sorry, our fat biking and our snowshoeing trails as well, which are different than the others. So it's all out there. 
It's all out here and standing out here where we are right now, it is so beautiful. 365 degrees of views right now, meaning that people should come out here and they should enjoy everything that you guys have to offer. Yes, absolutely agree. Um, Nordic is an awesome way to get outside if you want to break from the, um, from the mountain. It's a great way to stay outside, stay fit during the winter and um, it's just a great activity to get involved in um, when you live in the high country or you're visiting up here as well. So not only do you guys obviously offer all the great things that you can do here at the Nordic Center, but you also offer some great AT setups if people are looking to get into that as well. Yeah, so um, we offer rentals for those who are trying to get into alpine touring or AT skiing, um, which is skiing uphill. Um, we offer two varieties. We offer like a race package, which is a really lightweight ski and a lightweight binding, as well as a more hardy, um, more mountaineering setup. So it really depends where you're trying to go. Um, with regards to AT skiing, but we do have the options here as a way to try the sport out in general. And now, if you're someone who has never done the Nordic skiing, do you think that if you have AT skied before, that you'll have a little bit of an advantage learning because you're not used to, or you're used to letting your heel be released from that binding? Yeah, that is absolutely correct. So somebody who, for example, myself, I had tried AT skiing for a long time, and then I got into classic skiing, and it was pretty, easy for me to adjust between the two where the real difficulty came for me was skate skiing but that happened you know after a couple times out there started to get a little bit better a little bit more efficient but yes to answer your question directly alpine or at skiing does relate directly to classic skiing and it's a nice way to introduce yourself to both which i think is so amazing and then you guys offer some great services too if people are interested in getting involved coming out here enjoying all of the amazing amenities that you have here at the nordic center you guys are very good about making sure people's day is going to start great here and end great here and so they can get lessons yes yeah we offer um f actually five lesson slots daily two of three pub or three private slots and two group lessons which are designed for the beginning um, classic skier. So if it's your first time coming out, we definitely recommend those introductory level group lessons. And, uh, and if you want to take your, take your skiing game to the next step, uh, we recommend a private lesson with one of our uh, great instructors. Which is so amazing, especially if you're timid about getting out there and doing a new sport like I am. This is the perfect way to introduce yourself to it. Allow yourself to kind of make those adjustments and learn from the experts. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's the way to learn the sport. you got to start on the right track, and uh, we'll get you out there for a lifetime of Nordic skiing. And then you'll be going super fast, and you'll yes, look like him on the yes, track. Yes, that's exactly right. It's all about speed out there. Um, the faster you go, the better you look. So, yeah. <laughs> we love to hear that. Now, if people are interested in coming to check you guys out, what's the best way for them to find you guys? Yeah, so you can check on our website at veilrec.com, um, and you'll find the Nordic tab on our website. It'll give you all of our prices and general ideas. Um, but if you have any additional questions that aren't answered directly on the website, um, give us a call at our phone number to our retail shop at 970-476-8366. And then, of course, my final question, where are you guys located? We are located um, just east of Vail Village, uh, about a three-minute drive if you drive fast enough. So, yeah. Trey, thank you so much for taking the time, giving us all this great information. Now, I think that you're geared up, so I think you should clip your skis on and ski away. How do you feel? Away. I'm going to ski away here. I'm going to do it. All right, perfect. <laughs> you do that. Make sure that you come check out the Vail Nordic Center. That way you can spend some time with the experts like Trey himself. Get yourself a great lesson and then come and enjoy this new fabulous way to love the snow. Good morning, Vail.
that wonderful jingle to let you know that we're giving some fun stuff away first thing this morning. Now, if you like to get out there and enjoy live music, and if you like great venues, well, Agave this Saturday, so the 25th of February, has Dogs in a Pile, an East Coast sensation band who just released one of their new albums, Bloom. You're not going to want to miss this show. It is going to be amazing, and we're lucky enough to be able to give away some not only swag, but some tickets to the show. So today, if you call in right now to win all of these great prizes, then you'll get a shirt and a hat. So you can see those right here. You'll get two tickets to the show, and then you can go enjoy this wonderful jam band and enjoy all of the great music that they produce because they do such a good job making sure that the crowd is having as much fun as they are while they're up on stage. You can always go to that website up there for more information, dogsinapileofficial.com. You can always check out Agave's website for more information on the show, but if you call right now, the number that is up on the screen, then we can give you access to two tickets and that fun swag. So make sure that you call 970-628-9881 and that way you have a chance to win all of these great prize items. We want to thank Agave and Dogs in the Pile for bringing all of this to life and making it happen for you to get out there and enjoy. Now we're going to introduce you to some of the band from Dogs in a Pile. My name is Sam. I'm a bass player and a songwriter, and I work with Dogs in a Pile as the bass player, vocalist, and songwriter. I, uh, I came into music at a young age, playing guitar, jamming on um, a lot of different styles of music. I really found my home with the Grateful Dead stuff when I was a kid. There was definitely a lot of people who I jammed with and had a lot of fun jamming with, um, and me and my brother always had a strong connection. I would kind of sing and play rhythm guitar, more simple stuff, and he would he was always more into lead guitar, but at first, yeah, when I when I wanted to get into more advanced styles of music and a lot of jazzier stuff that took a lot more thought and practice, it was hard to find people who were as dedicated to getting good at that stuff as I was. Yeah, it really wasn't until I was introduced to a friend named Eric who was interested in getting into jazz and Steely Dan, Stevie Wonder, kind of more advanced fun music and he introduced me to Jimmy and Joey who are the guitarist and drummer in the dogs um, probably when I was a junior or senior in high school and that's when we started getting more serious we started playing some more complicated fun stuff and writing music and then I ended up going to Berkeley and meeting the other two guys Jeremy and Brian and that's kind of how the band formed was a amalgamation of the guys from up there and the guys from down in Jersey so I still remember the first time I ever played a bass, actually. So my grandparents had got me a bass for Christmas when I was probably like 15, but I had never touched it. I was still just playing guitar all the time. I had like a Jazzmaster guitar that I would always play. But I went with uh, my brother and a friend named uh, Jack Cavanaugh to visit his uncle's house in the Poconos for a little vacation getaway kind of thing. And we ended up just jamming out the whole time as as we did I was probably 17 or 18 and everyone was playing guitar and there no one was playing bass it was like four people playing guitar I was about to start playing guitar and there was like a little crappy bass sitting over there I was like you know what I'll try to start picking it up a little bit and I you know thumbed my way around for like the next couple of days on the bass and then but by the time I got home I went and picked up that bass that my grandparents had given me years ago and I just started having a lot of fun with that and then you know, six months go by and I'm starting to learn 
some basic music theory, teach myself some scales and some technique and stuff. And by the end of that six months, I was playing like 10 hours a day, sitting in my room all day, just playing and, uh, you know, decided to go to Berkeley really late. And without that, without that, um, experience and that, that time, having all that time to play, it would have been difficult to get in and make it happen the way it has. It's a pretty wild experience being able to go around the country and meet these new people. It's pretty awesome because we'll go to new cities that I've never been to, that I've never even met anyone from, and we'll go there and there'll be a crazy super fan who's been obsessed with our music for the last, um, you know, in a lot of cases, several. Um, and it's great to go to some of these cities. Like we were in Richmond, Virginia. We were in Washington, D.C. We were in Morgantown, West Virginia, and pretty much sold out awesome shows um, the first time that we're there. So we're super, super excited to be going to Colorado for the first time. Probably most of all because it just is a big milestone for us to get out to Colorado, which is such an important um, destination for live touring bands and our kind of music. There's a great community for it. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of friends who have lived out there who some still do live out there. Um and people are excited to see us out there. I know we got a fan base out there who's excited to come see us. The best way to keep up with us in Dogs in a Pile is to follow us on Instagram, usually, which is Dogs in a Pile Band. Like I was saying before, there's lots of fun content for you guys to scroll through. There's uh, little clips of our music. There's clips from our shows. There's just us hanging out backstage, all, all sorts of good stuff. Um, if you prefer Facebook, there's a lot of that same stuff on Facebook, too and you know this will keep you guys right up to date in the loop with new shows with when new music is being released and obviously you can also visit our website dogsinapileofficial.com for all the same information our tour schedule you can see bios about us in the band the best way to listen to us is we have one album out on spotify right now not your average beagle under dogs in a pile um and we'll we have another studio album on the way that will be with us really very shortly hopefully um and you could listen on nugs.net if you guys subscribe to that is an awesome way to listen to some of our live shows also youtube there's tons of stuff to scroll through if you just look dogs in a pile up on youtube um and that's kind of stuff that's a great way to see the evolution of the band too because there's stuff from years ago there's stuff more recent it was really nice getting to share some of this information with you guys so you guys get to in colorado get to know a little bit more about dogs in a pile we're really excited to see you guys
Welcome back to Good Morning Vale. Let's take a look at that local weather forecast for today. Cooler temperatures taking place, 29 degrees around 8 a.m., warming up though to 35 degrees. 40% chance of snowfall throughout the course of today. Mostly cloudy skies. A few snow showers are likely. Winds coming out of the west at 10 to 20 miles an hour, which is going to make that 35 degrees feel just a little bit cooler out there. As we take a look at Vale by the hour, cloud coverage throughout the course of today. Afternoon snow showers are likely. We will see that high take place between that 12 o'clock and 4 o'clock hour. Now, as we approach this evening, temperatures starting to cool down. We will see a slight decrease in the chance of precipitation, but we will see that ramp back up. Now, as we take a look at that I-70 corridor, 59 degrees with a 10% chance of precipitation in Denver, 35 in Vail, 40% chance of moisture, 36 in Avon, 30% chance of precipitation, 39 in Eagle with a 20% chance of moisture. So if you are making your way anywhere along this I-70 corridor, just know that we are expecting to see those heavier traffic days with the holiday weekend and that there could be some snowfall taking place on that roadway. Now, as we take a look at Vail overnight tonight, whoops, here we go. As we take a look at Vail overnight tonight, 22 degrees is our overnight low, 20% chance of precipitation, so it's decreasing just a little bit. Then we will start to see that increase throughout the course of tomorrow, partly cloudy skies, that sun setting just a little bit later by the day. 5.48 p.m. is when it's going to go down. Wind con winds continuing to come out of the west at 15 to 20 miles an hour overnight, so it is going to be breezy, making that 22 degrees feel a little bit cooler than it actually is. Now, as we take a look ahead into the next five days tomorrow, we are expecting to see that afternoon snow roll in. This is going to give us that winter storm watch that we are expecting. That's going to continue into Wednesday with an in increased chance of precipitation, 80% chance of moisture continuing into Thursday with a 40% chance again on Friday and then decreasing on Saturday. And we will start to see that sun make its way out just a little bit. Temperatures staying pretty warm compared to what we saw around this time last week. So not too bad out there, but we are expecting to see some heavy snowfall throughout the course of the next few days. I love when we get to spend our time on the couch together. I know, we always have a good time. Yes. And I like to laugh with you and just be <laughs> happy. And you know what, it's a great way to kick off the week with you. It is a great way to kick off the week. I feel like you always have so much energy that you like bring the energy for everyone else here. And then I'm like, this is a great start to my Monday. Oh, well, that makes me so happy. Plus, we just have so many great things happening this week coming up. So it's fun to recap yes. and just get everybody excited about what's coming yes. up. Yes, and continue to watch Good Morning Vale because we are going to continue to give fun things for dogs in a pile away as that show is approaching. And if you don't win, I'm going to steal the shirt, so you got to get out here because they're so nice. They're so cool, and they've done such a good job with their graphics, their logoing. Their new album is out, Bloom. You can check it out wherever you like to stream your music. And then, of course... You can win tickets. You gotta win tickets. I'll tell you what, they have a sound like no other band and I really appreciate them because they're cold, totally unique. They're within themselves and that's what I like about them being musicians and things like that. I just really like something that's different. Yes. Make sure that you get out there today. You enjoy your President's Day. You enjoy the holiday. And you do your snow dances to bring more precipitation. Hell yeah, right not. <laughs> Happy Snow Day, everybody, and President's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Vale. See what lies in store for you. There's so many things to see and do. Summer, winter, spring, or fall. You're home in the rock.